It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Monday, September 26, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome back after the weekend to another uh, week of BNS Pisscasts. Yes. How was your weekend, Shauna? It was great. Uh, flew out to Saskatoon on Saturday for a super quick whirlwind trip. Flew back on Sunday. So. That's God's country out there. Yeah, God's country. You and Cliff? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we just, we didn't do too much. Hung out and just kind of walked around Saskatoon and... Was it nice there too? Super nice. Yeah. yeah, the weather has just been ridiculous here. Like it's supposed to be 28 yeah, it's on insane. Thursday, which is September 28th. That's like, that's insane. I know. Doesn't make sense. Wednesday. I'll take it though. Yeah. Yeah. We went for a little hike on the weekend. It's so beautiful in the mountains right now. Yeah. Especially when the weather's that nice. Found a little waterfall. That was cool. Nice. Went to the Beakerhead Festival with the kids on Saturday night. And I don't know if we went at the wrong time or what, but there just, there wasn't much going on. Hmm. Like I, we've gone to Beakerhead in the past and I'm always a big fan of it because there's cool, like, you know, light displays and stuff, art yeah. installations. There just wasn't, didn't, didn't seem to be much going on. There was like... There's like a thousand people standing around watching a woman spin fire, which is cool. But I mean, you can see that at any music festival, right? Um, Would that be just coming back off COVID maybe? Or I saw there was a giant animatronic something that the mayor was was in. Did you see that? like an exoskeleton. Something like that. I saw it parked there. I think we missed the demonstration. So maybe we just went too late. I wanted to go at night when you could see the lights. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't blown away by Beakerhead this year, and I don't like to, to talk down about Calgary events and stuff. No, that's but too bad. In past years, uh, we I, I found it to, to be more entertaining than this year, so yeah, maybe huh. I just picked the wrong time to go. Anyway, on today's show, we're going to talk about having to text for work, parent-teacher interviews, and etymology. going to talk about Truth and Reconciliation Day, which is coming up on Friday. I have a proposal for that day. John and I almost saw a fight on an airplane on the weekend. Yep. Um, the Conservative Party of Canada... I don't know what they're doing, man, but I think they blew an opportunity just recently to to solidify their place in this whatever this next election that we're going to have. Canada's dropping certain COVID restrictions for air travel and for, for border crossings. We'll talk about that. A conversation with a listener who has a very unique last name. First, you're out of context clip of the show. BNS in 20 minutes or less. This is really funny. Several people have sent me a screenshot from this list of baby names from Alberta this year. And one of the names is Brampton. Yeah. Okay. Someone said that to me too. And yeah. there were some weird names on the screenshot. And I don't even think Brampton was the weirdest one. No. No. It was someone named Brandon Goku. Right. Like. Yeah. Like I mean, that's Dragon awesome. Ball Z, but yeah, but naming your kid after Brampton. Well, it's so funny because, I, I mean, I grew up in Brampton, Ontario, and we've spoken at length about how it's a little bit rough there, and we tend to just kind of make fun of it. There was a sword fight a in Brampton over the weekend. I don't know if you saw Another the headline. One? <laughs> no, that's I, not what you're supposed to say. I'm so, Another one. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I saw a headline. There was a sword fight. Yeah, there was a sword fight a few weeks back, okay. and I was telling people because we've talked about how there were sword fights in my high school when I was there as well. Machete uh, fights, right? This was a fights. full-on sword. Holy, yeah. I saw a video from that's it. That's the second sword fight in the last little bit. Anyway, this is what <laughs> I was wondering. Sword fights. I was like, is this what people, you know, maybe it was us. Maybe people heard us talking about Brampton, Ontario, and somebody was like, hmm, that has a nice mouthfeel to it. Brampton. Brampton. Maybe I should name my son that. She's talking about stabbings. I don't care. Brampton. Brampton Jefferson. That's beautiful. It's stately, isn't Brampton. it? Brampton. It does sound kind of stately. Now yeah. that you say it, when you take Brampton it out of the Jefferson. context of Brampton, Ontario, but okay. Yeah. Maybe that's, but maybe, maybe we can 
you know, <laughs> maybe we could take some credit for that. I could see Brampton Jefferson becoming very educated. Yeah. Maybe going into politics. Brampton Sword Fight Jefferson. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's, that's their nickname. If I ever heard somebody was named Brampton, I'd be like, ah, oh, Sword Fight. My great grandpa, Brampton Sword Fight Jefferson. I saw some of those when I lived there. Yeah. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I got a friend who hosts a radio show in Winnipeg. His name's Tyler Carr. Uh, and he does this, this segment on TikTok where he has the TikTok voice lady try to pronounce words from Manitoba. Yep. Because there are all kinds of like French words and stuff in Manitoba that are not pronounced like you think they would be. Totally. Yep. And the TikTok voice really struggles with some of them. So I thought we could do the same thing for Calgary and area. I love if it. If you're all right with that. Because there are a few, I mean, not probably not as much as Manitoba. It's because we don't have the French influence that they do. Yeah. We've uh, talked about the album when it comes to even just like MapQuest and stuff. Like McLeod still gets me every time when they say MacLeod. MacLeod. MacLeod Trail. Yeah. It's not it. Um, nope. But what are some of the, the the roads or areas around Calgary that you think this voice might have a hard time pronouncing? Like Pagan Trail. That yeah. Let's see how they do with Pagan. Pagan Trail. Pagan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not that far off though. Not too far. You, no. You, you'd get some funny looks if you said it like that here. It's I think. Pagan. Pagan Trail. Pagan. <laughs> Pagan Trail. What about Sarsi? I mean that one. Yeah. Might go with the hard C. Yeah. Sarsi Trail. Sarsay. 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 I like Look that one. I'm going to say it that Look way. For, yes. We're, I'm going to Sarsay Trail. I love it. What else? Uh, well, Bris, Brisbois Drive. Brisbois Drive. Yeah. Okay. Brisbois Drive. Nope. Didn't get that nope. one. Brisbois. No. Um, over by Windsport, there is, there's a road, and I've never said this out loud because I know I'm going to, I'm embarrassed that I'm going to butcher it. Mm -hmm. Is it Nah Drive? It's N-A apostrophe A. Yes. Well, if you can't say it, then you can't get mad if she can't either. <laughs> nah drive. Nah drive. Nah drive. I've, I don't know. Okay. I've never heard it said. Like nope. I said, I've been afraid to say it all this time. So, <laughs> What about Airdrie? Well, I mean, it's phonetical enough. Airdrie. Oh, yeah. Airdrie. Yeah. No, Airdrie. Start that. saying it like that. People from Airdrie will not be pleased. Airdrie. Airdrie. I'm going to Airdrie. What about Kananaskis? Oh, that's a good one. Kananaskis. <laughs> I like Kananoskis. I like that better. I could see someone not from here pronouncing it like that. Kananoskis. Kananoskis. Totally. Yeah. Uh, what about Banff? I mean, it's phonetic though, so. Yeah. Banff. S S S S S S F F. Okay, I may have added a couple extra Fs on the other. Did you just get stuck on it? Although it's S S S S S S F F. Ah, close enough. Yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I have a friend who's about to get married, and his wife does not want kids, but he does. And him and his wife, he was telling me, are having a discussion right now about if he were to find another woman who wants a child, if the two of them could potentially co-parent this kid, but then have their own separate relationships outside of that. And she wouldn't be involved in the raising of the kid? Essentially, it would still be, yeah, the two of them that are having a kid. I mean, she would be involved if the kid came over and be at that point, but not as the actual mother of the kid because the mom would be this other woman. Okay. And I was well, that like, would be an unusual setup. But totally. And it's, I, it's basically like a, a family who has divorced and remarried, but you're starting from that point. Yeah. And I was thinking about that, and I'm like, first of all, I've never heard of that before. Um, but then on the other hand, I was just like, I mean, there's just so many different 
ways of having a family now and having kids. And if the kid is loved like this, I suppose, could be another option for people. It's weird, though, because he said, you know, they have a great relationship and they have the great companionship and everything else in the relationship that he wants, just not the kid thing. And he wants to kind of continue on his lineage, I suppose, and have a child. So this would mm-hmm. be an option of doing it. And I was just like, yeah, I'd never, ever thought of that before. And then I got thinking, I was like, you know, I'm in a relationship like that where my boyfriend doesn't want kids. And I'm fairly certain I don't. But I was like, if I were to change my mind, would that be something that I would consider? And like, this guy is a really close friend of mine. And I was like, would you want to do it with... <laughs> a really close friend of yours and co-parent that way? Like, would that be, uh, is that going to be something people do more down the line? I don't know. It's an interesting concept, though, and one I, I just had never really considered or thought of, and I was like, huh. You know, I'm generally, I'm pretty open to all different kinds of situations, and my, my kind of my, my motto is, like, if it works for you, mm-hmm. great, do it. Yeah. I don't see how this would work, though, because for the parent who for the person in the relationship who doesn't want kids yes you're getting kids either way yes like there it's not something that you can just kind of do mm-hmm. like it, it when you have kids it takes over your entire life and that's even for someone who is parenting half the time you know if you're yeah. if you have shared custody and your kids are you're only with your kids half the time it's still a ton of kids totally if you don't want kids and he did mention that it was more i think about carrying the kid so then, I mean, a surrogate is another option, I suppose, but I don't know why with him he was like, if the other person who was almost like the surrogate mom did want to still be involved, then they'd do it that way. So Then why wouldn't you adopt in that situation? Maybe, or? Well, that's just it as well, right? So, yeah. Yeah, you're that right, seems though. You can't be a, a non-committed half-parent. No, because like, like, if either. you're not interested in having kids at all, 26 weeks out of the year of kids being around yeah. is so much kids. It's if true. You're not, to me, I think that's the one the one part of a relationship that can't be compromised on. Mm-hmm. You can compromise on any other part of your relationship, whether that be you know, finances or travel or work or where yep. you live, any of that you can work around. You cannot work around one person kids. wanting kids and one person not because it's just... It's just too much work. Yeah. It becomes everything. Well, so, in either way, it's just such a huge commitment, whether you do or don't. Like, that's a big thing that big you have commitment. to do. Yeah. And you you have to be either all in or all out, I think. Yeah. Even as a, you know, like I said, even as a parent who's sharing custody, you still mm-hmm. have to be all in. Totally. So yeah. I don't see, like I said, I'm open-minded, but that one, I don't see how that would work out because I think eventually the partner who didn't want kids is going to be like, okay. Too much kids around here, and it's tough because you can't just be like, "I, I'm, a, but I want a kids. I want a fifty percenter. I'm a fifty percenter kidder. Or like that's just very complicated now. It you is. Know, you isn't can't it? get, and then do you, at that point you get down to, well, I want kids quarter of the time. So can four of us cope? Aaron, the BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. Last week on the show we were talking about emo music. Yep. And emo kids. Yes. And then we got an email from Kevin. And Kevin said, you got to stop with the emo segments. And we said, why is that, Kevin? Just kind of joking around. Um, I've had to, uh, obviously, you know, it's my government last name. And I always get, uh, always get the, you know, get the same reactions when, when people hear my last name. And I just, you know, I thought it was kind of funny. You know, I could be, I got a tattoo once and got to fill out a waiver and, They'll like say to me, uh, "What's your last name?" And I say, "Emo," and I just don't forget. And like she's like, "Oh my god, I feel so sorry for you." Like you. I thought you were gonna say you got your like last name crest or something, and they're they're like, "Did you lose a bet, sir? Why are you getting emo tattooed on you?" Yeah, and they, you know, a lot of the times they'll. 
they'll um, like I remember the one time we were at a restaurant and I got my family with me and we're waiting in the waiting room and you know it's busy table comes available the waiter just yells out emo table for four do we have an emo here and then I get up and I'm like so embarrassed I'm like everybody's looking at me feeling sorry maybe guilty even though it's not their fault uh, the thing is Kevin like you work so I'm looking at your email signature here you work for a truck parts company yeah, and you don't sound like an like an emo kid at all. You, no, so so you don't, don't dress act, like one either. You don't look the part. It's, Have you had to like show no emotion your whole life to offset the last name? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no! I uh, I I just yeah no I I live to uh, you know love just, it and and have fun with it instead of being. You know, obviously, uh, you know, anything else. I mean, I even get friend invites and Instagram (laughs) invites where people, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll dress the way people see emo kids and then they'll see me and they'll be like, whoa, he's not one of us. Kevin, you should totally just lean into it, man. Like next time you go to a restaurant, just dress full emo and let them say your last name. You come up and have the whole family dressed up looking like we're the Adams family. With fake tears in your eyes. Me and my sad kids. We're all very emotional over here. Yes. (laughs) Where is the name Uh, from, Kevin? Uh, it's actually from Northern Ireland. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Northern Ireland uh, is where it came from, and how we got all the way out to Canada, I have no idea. I probably should sign up with Ancestry or well, something like that and figure that out. You dealt with a really serious breakup, and then somebody back in your lineage <laughs> had to take off to Canada to escape. <laughs> Due to a broken heart. Due to a broken heart. That's Why are you immigrating? <laughs> Sadness. <laughs> what's, what's your last name? Emo. V and S in 20 minutes or less. So the mask rules at the airport right now are a little bit silly. So now you you have to wear a mask to go through security still. But apparently not after security. So if you're in the airport itself, you don't necessarily have to wear a mask, even though that itself is a little bit cloudy as well. But according to the people that work there, they were, they were telling me this. But then uh, when you go onto the plane, you then have to put your mask back on and you have to wear a mask on the plane again. Now, is this just because of like whose jurisdiction you're under as you move yes, through? Yes, because I think they're federal rules. So obviously security is federally regulated, but then the main part of the airport, not as much. Or then the flights are. But then the flights are. So according to this, COVID exists, okay, within the security line and then on the plane, but in the middle there, you're fine. So hmm. just it's getting a little bit crazy. I know we're, you know, they're changing the rules as of this Friday. They're talking about loosening the at least border restriction rules. Yeah, and I'm curious as to why that's happening right now. Like why now and not months ago when all the other restrictions lifted? Did the, did the science change since then? No, it's just, I, who knows? <laughs> I know. I would I would be shocked if there wasn't a political reason for why. But then it differs airport to airport as well with all the stuff. Honestly, it's is I like 
I don't even know. What, I, I just, at this point, you're just like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Just, but, I guess, leave it on. <laughs> I guess, just to be safe about it. But are, yeah, it was so funny. I haven't flown in a while. Are people following the, those rules? Like, are people wearing them on the flights? And Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. The, the flight attendants <laughs> have to regulate it. So the minute that somebody doesn't, then they are, are they on constantly them? on them and telling them that they have to. But you can Man. tell that they don't necessarily want to. Uh, Chatty Cathy, the gentleman that was next door to me uh, on that plane, he purposely had uh, enough things to eat that he just left his mask off. So he purposely bought a giant thing of gummies just to like eat one at a time because if you're eating, you don't need to wear a mask. So okay. people are just doing this kind of thing, right? Flight Very, logic. around. Very can logical, you, yeah. Can you please put your mask on? But I'm eating. It makes sense. Like, okay, okay. Come on. It's a bit... Like, I honestly... I'm Like, I, I can't wait for planes to just start charging you for maskless zones, you know? Like, I feel like that's next. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them, honestly, eh? Honestly. Like, oh, no. Uh, rows one to three. COVID doesn't exist up there. So if you want to give us another $100, <laughs> you can sit there with the rest, you know. B and S in 20 minutes or less. You know who I think is really psyched about this? Uh, flight attendants. Oh my god! A friend of mine who's a flight attendant posted the the announcement just recently and said, "Finally," because they're probably so sick of trying to enforce it's these so awful confusing mask rules. The, this guy that I was talking about on the yeah, like the plane that I was on, he was talking the whole time. Him and the girl beside him, like this flight attendant, probably walked by them and like seven times told him to put his mask back on, and like you can tell even the way she's saying it, like she, she's dead. <laughs> in having to say that to so many people for yeah. and it's not fair to be honest because like whether you agree with it or not it is the rule on the plane so don't make those flight attendants lives that much more difficult because they have to constantly enforce that's their job and you continuing to disobey them is really frustrating for them. Like, just put the damn mask on, and if you don't want to wear it, then you shouldn't be flying right now. Well, now they don't have to worry about it anymore. Thank God. It didn't make sense anyway. So. Oh, no, but that one we're not sure of yet. Oh, really? Yes, that's the one they're still debating, if masks will remain on the planes and trains themselves. Okay, I'm going to find what she just posted, because I think oh, she, was, just she was celebrating the fact that she won't have to oh, good. enforce so, this anymore. Good, maybe they um, finally announced, because that was the one thing when they first talked about <laughs> how these rules were going to change, that one they weren't sure of yet. But uh, holy crap, yes. Yeah, no kidding. I also, I should, we should clarify, it wasn't that they just decided to to drop it today. No. Um, the last time those restrictions were extended was the, at the end of June. It was June 29th. I went back and looked. Yeah. And it expired at the end of September. So yeah. it's just expiring and they aren't extending it this yes, time. Yes, and they've so. officially announced that they will not be renewing is the bottom line. Right. Yeah. So again, I would I'd be curious to know what science has changed since we're following the science. What science has changed since they last extended it? If there is any uh, any science that has changed, but I think uh, most people will rejoice that they don't have to wear that, and the flight attendants will rejoice. Yep. And as always, if you are more comfortable with your mask on on a plane, go Please ahead and rock go it. Ahead. Yep. The BNS in twenty minutes or less podcast. There was a story at the end of last week. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was about a freelance parliamentary reporter who pissed off the Conservative Party because he made a tweet about a Conservative MP. I don't think I did see this. No. So the MP is Garnet Jenis. Uh, he's from Sherwood Park, Fort Saskatchewan, up around Edmonton. Uh, and during question period last week, he took a shot at the Prime Minister, and he did so using some Bohemian Rhapsody lyrics, which is in reference to uh, Prime Minister Trudeau's karaoke episode right, yep. in London last weekend. And then a parliamentary reporter named Dale Smith, he tweeted about about this this comment, and he said, I can't tell you how lame that is. When horses are this lame, we shoot them. 
And that angered the Conservative Party. They felt it could be interpreted as a as a threat against an MP or an incitement of violence. That's just a weird thing to say, period. But anyway. When horses okay. are this lame, we shoot them. And so so Janice wanted wanted Dale Smith to have his parliamentary pass revoked. Some other conservative MPs said that they wanted his security clearances taken away if he was gonna sit, you know, so close to MPs and stuff after making a tweet like this. Okay. And, you know, I was thinking about I never understand it when the Conservative Party does something like this because you want to position yourself, or they want to position themselves as the party against cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Well, here is a great opportunity to do it. Yep. Because you and I always talk about intent and how important intent is and how intent seems to be lost these days. People get so wound up over what they hear, what they thought they heard, that they, they don't take time to think about what someone's intent might be. Yeah, like in saying, you know, when horses are this lame, we shoot them. They're saying that this means they think this guy is going to come and and actually be violent. That's what... They said it was invoking violence at a time when there's like, you know, a heightened risk to being a politician because there are violent threats against politicians. I mean, to be fair, that was a kind of a silly thing to tweet, I think. But you can't tell me that they're actually reading that and going, oh, this guy is actually going to come and be violent right now. That's exactly what I thought. Like, it's... Maybe a poorly worded joke, a poorly worded tweet, but yeah, there, not great. But I don't think any reasonable person would read that and be like, "He's threatening violence against an MP." We have to take right? away it's all a, his clearance, and we have to get him out of here right now because he's actually going. Right, mm-hmm. it's an analogy, maybe yeah. not a great one, but okay. so I think you know for for the conservative party, like if you want to show us that you're serious about getting away from this cancel culture nonsense, yeah. this is your this is an opportunity. This is your chance. Time to do it. Yeah, right. A perfect response would have been like. You know, Mr. Smith made a bad joke, but we don't really believe that he wants to see anybody harmed. You know, we're sure he's, uh, you know, as opposed to threats against politicians and the media as we are. Yeah. We'd like to get back to the issues at hand. Like that's Mm -hmm. what there's an opportunity to show that you are you're above this. You're above twisting someone's words to try to get them into trouble. And they didn't take it. Nope. Instead, they did what they're saying. They don't want people to do so. I think I don't I don't get it. Uh, it's blown opportunity, right? All of this seems so petty to me. Like yeah. it just talking about this Bohemian raps, like using that, and then uh, what is even that? You're great. Even that. Would all have been of it like, just seems petty. Like, like yeah, if they <laughs> that was another opportunity where they could have been like, yep. we wish the prime minister would focus on the issues that really matter to Canadians, and and then use that as an opportunity to talk about it again, right? Yeah, like, they're they're blowing these chances here Man. to show us that they're serious. That they don't want to see cancel culture be a thing anymore. They're blowing it. V and S in 20 minutes or less. I almost witnessed a fight on a plane over the weekend. It was really? very, it was crazy. So there was this guy sitting across the aisle next to me, and he was he was very talkative, and he spoke nonstop for the entire hour of the plane ride to the stranger next to him. And I mean, that's that's fair. But the guy sitting next to me didn't like that. So after this guy started talking and then just wouldn't stop, this guy next to me kind of started muttering swear words under his breath and was just like... About the other guy? About the other... He was like, could you just, you know, shut up and started swearing and saying all this stuff under his breath. And I was just like, I was kind of looking across the aisle. I'm like, man, this, I don't know what to think about this because if these two, if he hears this guy muttering. So I kind of started making a little extra noise so that... 
<laughs> Chatty Cathy over there wouldn't hear this other guy. And this guy was a very, very muscular, very, very large man. And he, I was just like, oh, man. Like, I don't... I don't know if he was like white rage or what was going on over there, but it was just a, one of those moments where I was just like, I don't want to see this come to blows. I don't want to see what happens. If the one guy hears the other, I, just, I don't want to, yeah, no. You always see those videos of like someone freaking out on a plane. Yeah. And everyone's filming it. And I was like, man, that'd be uncomfortable. And you, I was right in the middle of it. it. Yeah. Like it was, it was, I've never, I've just never been in a situation like that before. And I didn't really know what to say. So this guy, muscular man, then starts turning up his music louder and louder. And then he's muttering louder and louder to himself. And it wasn't even in a way that I could maybe respond to it either. Like it was just under his breath while he's listening to this music, trying to drown out Chatty Cathy over there. I was just like, this is, hmm. I wonder why it bothered him so much. I don't like, know. Put your headphones on like you did. I know. And he still, I don't know. And he could still hear it. And then at the end of the fight, when he stopped talking to uh, the person right next to him, then she kind of was doing her own thing, and then he immediately starts chatting to the flight attendant and keeps going. And then this gentleman, once again, is just muttering wow. things, and I'm just like, <laughs> just like making extra noise. Oh, let's see what's in this uh, this folder here in front of me, everyone. Hello. You read the in-flight magazine? Yep. Very good. Let's rattle yes, some pages on like that thing. Yes, just like dinging for the flight attendant. No, I don't actually need you. I'm just trying to make noise. VNS okay? in 20 minutes or less. It's a short work week for us here at the station due to the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation on yeah. Friday, also yeah. known as Orange Shirt Day. Uh, it's a holiday for some, not for others, depending on where you live, which province, which industry you work in, whether or not your workplace observes it. I mean, you could argue that it it should be a holiday for the whole country, mm-hmm. just given the importance of the issue, especially totally. compared to you know some of the other days that we get off throughout the year. Like, I also find it so weird to call it a holiday when it's something serious. For yeah. some reason, a holiday always has this weird, like, oh, happy times, go and party, like air to it. Whereas this is much more important than that, right? It's the day of, of observance, uh, yes, perhaps, yes, like Remembrance Day, like that. that yeah. kind of not a. It's, it's called not a, a holiday happy party. It's it, not a holiday, but yes, yes. So, <laughs> I was thinking yesterday, and this, I'm just thinking out loud here. This might be wildly unpopular. What if only indigenous people got the day off? I mean... Because as it is right now, it's kind of like, hey, really sorry that happened to your people. We're going to take a day off and think about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense to me. What if people with a certain amount of indigenous heritage, or if you have status or whatever, you take the day off, relax, observe however you want, and the rest of us worked? Yes. I mean, the point is to draw more awareness for us, like, you know, as well. So that's the thing. Yeah. That would be the reason. But I mean, to give indigenous people the extra day off to chill out, I I think they they deserve it. Because you got to think about like the way it is now on Friday, some indigenous dude who's working road construction in the province is going to be working. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the federal government takes a day off. Yeah. Because the federal government needs another day off. They haven't, they don't get enough. I mean, this will be the third one this month. Because mm-hmm. the queen and... <laughs> they observe Easter Monday, whatever the hell Easter Monday is. Yeah. So does that, I mean, does that situation seem fair to you? No. Not really, does it? Nope. Not really. Mm-mm. So I'm, I'm sure there's... I see where you're coming, where you're coming from here. Yeah. I'm sure there's a reason that this is a terrible idea. I'm open to hearing it. If, but I was thinking the other day, and I was like, that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. You know? Yep. It's like, hmm. Easter, 
What is Easter Monday? The federal government gets all the days off. <laughs> they, they never met a holiday they didn't want to take off, did they? <laughs> they nope. love them. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So I don't know how I came across this, but I learned where the word jeans come from. So jeans like, is in the pants or, or is jeans in your is genetics? In the pants. Like, no, pants. jeans is in pants. Uh, so the word jean comes from the French phrase Jean Fusion. So, <laughs> fustian, fustian, I don't even know how to say that word, but it's a type of twilled cotton cloth originally from Genoa, Italy. Okay. And jean is short for Genoa. So, jeans translates to Genoa cotton, essentially. And then we just shortened it from there to just jeans. You're wearing your Genoa pants. You're wearing your Genoa pants. What is it? Your Jean Fuchon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I just really wanted to put extra stank on that. So there you go. Uh, denim, on the other hand, though, was a different type of fabric back then, and that fabric came from Nîmes, France, and it was known as serge de Nîmes. Serge means sturdy fabric, so sturdy fabric from of Nîmes. Nîmes, and then of course we just shortened it from serge de Nîmes, de Nîmes to denim. No way. So it's basically both of those are from different parts of where that fabric originally came from. I so. had no idea. Me neither. No so idea. So there you go. Give me the uh, the French pronunciation one more time. Jean Fuchon. I'm going to start calling. You're wearing your Genoa pants. You're Jean Fuchon. Jean Fuchon. Etymology <laughs> with Shauna. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Last week on the show, we were laughing about how our new digital content guy, Sam, who's about 10 years younger than us, yep. thought we were too old to remember the TV show Recess. Mm-hmm. Really? He was like, do you remember? Or no, he was like, yeah, when I was younger, I watched this show called Recess. And I looked at him. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> We too watched Recess, okay? And then we got talking about how, you know, you and I perceive ourselves to be younger than we are. Mm-hmm. But then then there are moments, I think, where you're reminded of your age. You know, like, I would say buying a house is one. That's You a buy one. a house, you're like, whoa, this is this is pretty grown up. Yep. And even like there are sometimes there are tasks around my house that I'll be doing and I'll think like, if I didn't do this, it just wouldn't get done. Nobody yeah. else would do this. Nope. That's that's adult responsibility, isn't totally. it? Totally, yeah. Well, here's another big one. On Friday, uh, we had parent-teacher interviews at Bo's school. I'm Bo's in grade two. Do you know how weird it is to be sitting in a grade two classroom chatting with a teacher about how your little person is doing in that class? I can't imagine. <laughs> I was sitting there with McKenna. Also, do you have the, the tiny chairs? You have to sit around in the tiny chairs? Everything around you is too small for you? You're like, this is weird. We had full-size chairs, but everything in the classroom is smaller. It's miniature. So, yeah, I feel like this is this giant sitting there. It's so weird. And yeah. like McKenna's sitting beside me, and we're talking to the teacher, and it like it just had this like moment of realization, like, holy crap, I have a kid in grade two. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's crazy. That's the I am a dad. The fact that is seven is, now. I know. Like, when I started here, he was... Two months old. Yes. And now he is seven. Holy. And, like, and it honestly, like, it wasn't that long ago that I was just a huge duster. You know, like, my, my biggest concern was... I mean, you where still are, are. No, I'm just kidding. You know, where are we partying on the weekend? And, uh-huh. you know, whose floor am I going to sleep on? Like, that was my biggest concern. And it feels like not that long ago. Yeah. And yet, it's that's not my life at all now. Nope. And I've... <laughs> I'm still that same guy, but also not really. So yeah. I don't, it's very weird. That would be super weird. Yeah. Sitting, sitting in that classroom and being like, oh my God, I feel like I was just here not that long ago. <laughs> now I'm here for my kid. Wow. Very weird. Very yeah. strange. BNS in 20 minutes or less. So a friend of mine posted how she doesn't like when her clients text her. 
She doesn't like, I'll, I'll just, I actually have her, okay. the yep. audio of her talking about this here. So. To my clients who find it appropriate to text me as a main form of communication, may I suggest literally anything else? For you, I have Teams, Slack, WeChat, Outlook, Gmail, what else? Zoom, I have purchased Zoom, everything. You have so many options. Don't text me. I will block you. What do you think? Fair? Overreacting? Well, the problem is if you give them the option of texting, then I understand why people would text you. I wonder if you have a choice, though. Uh, if you have to list a number. Right. Yeah, because like, I wouldn't text somebody unless they to- like I put their number on my phone. Like mm-hmm. I would never text a landline or anything. So she, if she has other ways of communication, then I normally would do that. But if you've given them a number, then I understand why that would be the the chosen method probably above others because you know that people respond quicker on text, right? right? Like if you, you'd never go to someone's email signature, look for a phone number and text that? No. No, I wouldn't either. No. And it sounds like maybe that's what's happening. Oh, yeah, no. Because I sort of get what she's saying. Like mm-hmm. you have all these other platforms specifically yep. for work and then texting is, I mean, oh. depending on your line of work, maybe texting is your main method of communication or maybe it's yep. more like for me texting is typically more personal totally right? yeah like i know my real estate agent for example like want he wants to text he wants to get communication okay. via text so that's the way he kind of does it but right. yeah if, if that's not what you've given me to communicate with i would not go looking to text i <laughs> know if you had like like she said you have six seven other platforms yeah and then someone, oh, man. like, I'll just text them instead. I could see that being kind s- of annoying. Yeah, I totally could. Like, and what? I could see why people would do it, too. They're like, no, this seems like the easier way. Yeah. Oh. Like, why do I have all these other things then? And, like, this is all work on this side. Mm-hmm. And then this is just, like, my stuff. That's mm-hmm. why, like, I see, we've talked about this, but more and more people are putting do not disturb notifications on their phones. Yeah. And I see it and I respect it because I think a lot of people are texting maybe you know more so than just your friends and family who you want but other people as well and i like it because if you see that notification it means i'm gonna get back to you when i want to right like i'm yeah. not so when it, when you don't get an immediate response too bad for you deal with it when i want to look at my phone i will and respond that's i like it i think it's good because i think texting is the worst way to for a while, everybody felt the need to immediately respond to every single text. Yeah. It's like, that's not healthy. See, I've just established myself as very poor on responses in general. I, me too. I so, like, I might email you back. Yeah. I might text back. It might take me a few days. And yeah. if you get a response back quicker than that, then hey, yeah. it's a bonus. But you set nice low expectations. Yeah, totally. And then anything above that is it's just true. gravy. It's yep. just gravy, babe. You've been listening to the B&S in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have B&S in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.